Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that we can trust in you, that we can look to you and your word, that it is steadfast and it's faithful, that we can look to you as our hope and our anchor. Lord, I pray that you would be with us as we go through your word. I pray that you would open our hearts and to receive your truth, that we would be able to look to you and have trust in you even more this day. And I pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. All right. Today we'll be discussing and we'll be going through a, an account in the Gospels about a blind man who believed. We're going to be talking about a blind man who demonstrated faith. Now, faith is central to Christianity. Faith is of what, our, what Christianity is all about. Reformation emphasized justification by faith, that it's not our own works or our own deeds that make us right with God, but by faith in Christ, who is our righteousness. Today, there's all sorts of ideas about faith. There's all sorts of people who have different thoughts and beliefs about what Christian faith is. Of course, the world says that seeing is believing, but we do not believe blindly. We have an informed faith. We do not have a blind faith. But is it just enough to know about the right things and know the truth? We need to be able to trust in what we know. We can know the gospel and even believe it, but is that what faith is? Just believing. James says that if you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the, de the demons believe these this and shudder. Faith is more than just having knowledge. Faith is more than just having knowledge of the truth, but it is being convicted and being convinced, having confidence in what we know, trusting in the truth, and our lives reflecting that with commitment. We're going to see that there's three aspects of faith in the account of Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was a blind beggar with nothing but the cloak on his back. We'll see that he had a certain knowledge of the truth, that he had faith in this certain knowledge of this truth, a particular object of faith, who is Jesus Christ, and he had a convinced confidence in this truth, that he had an assurance and firm belief in the truth. He had a deep conviction. And this faith brought commitment. It brought action. This faith produced action that responded to the truth. Each aspect of this builds off of one another. And all are in relation to the object of truth, the, to the object of faith, who is Jesus, the son of David. So let us go to Mark chapter 10. And we're going to be reading verses 46 through 52. And we're going to be reading the account of Bartimaeus. And they came to Jericho, 
And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples, a great crowd, in a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him, many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprung up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. We see that Bartimaeus was blind and he was unaware or he had no sight or proof seeing what Jesus has done in his ministry, but he had heard of him. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, this son of a carpenter, that being from this small town in in Galilee, that he knew that this particular Jesus was son of David, the Messiah, the promised one. We see that he had this certain knowledge. He had a certain knowledge of a particular Jesus. And our faith must be based on certain knowledge. Look with me in verses 46 and 47. It says that Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David. Just as Peter preached in the portico that there was this Jesus, there was a particular Jesus, that Jesus the Christ was the one who was promised that he would come and fulfill all righteousness. He was a specific Jesus, not just any old person from any any village, but he was the promised one. We see that it was not a Jesus that was just of his own imagination or his own thoughts, but he called out son of david he called out to the one who he had faith in knowing that he was the one that would bring sight to the blind that he would bring uh, he would bring cleanliness to the lepers that he would bring um, he would make the lepers or he would make the lame walk we know that we would have to have a specific knowledge of the gospel. The son of David, the Messiah, the promised one, is the one he we called out for. And he called out crying for mercy, knowing that this was the one who could give mercy. We know that faith comes by hearing 
and by hearing the word of Christ. That Bartimaeus heard about Jesus. He heard about what miracles were happening. He heard and he knew that this indeed was the one that would save his people. As we know in John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That this only begotten son, this particular person, the son of God, God made flesh, the righteous one of Israel. We must believe that in the Jesus of the Bible, not a Jesus of our own imagination, not some Jesus who is contrary to what the scriptures are being are, are saying. We can't have this God that we think that is just going to fulfill what we need on this earth, but instead to fulfill what he has proclaimed through prophecy, that he would bring end to death, that he would bring forgiveness of sin, that he would bring sight to the blind. And we must know that this Jesus and him alone is the only way to this eternal life. John fourteen six, Jesus said to him, I am the way the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except by me. We must have a correct knowledge of who Jesus is. Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.8, Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, offspring of David, as preached by my gospel. We must have a certain knowledge. We must know that Jesus Christ was resurrected, and that he's coming back. We must know that he has called us to be perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect. He has called us to obedience. He has called us to follow him, to deny our lives and follow him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that for our sake he made him to be sin who know no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We know that Jesus alone is our righteousness, and that by faith in Christ Jesus, we too can be made righteous. We can't have the wrong object of faith. We cannot have faith in baptism, faith in a decision that we have made, faith in a prayer. We cannot have faith in our words, but instead we need to have faith and believe in Christ alone. He is our righteousness, and he fulfilled all righteousness. We know that we are saved through grace, by grace, through faith. And this is not of our own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. But knowing all of these doctrines, knowing that Jesus Christ is righteousness, knowing the doctrine of substitutionary atonement, knowing the doctrine of him being our propitiation won't do us any good if we're not convinced by it, if we're not convicted by it, 
if it's not deeply rooted in our heart, knowing that this is the truth. We must affirm the truth in our hearts by being fully convinced. We must know that we are believing in the truth according to the scriptures, but we also must be fully convinced of it. We must have confidence. Faith is having confidence. Let us look in verses 48 through 50. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried all all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Although the disciples tried to silence Bartimaeus, he cried out all the louder. He was so sure that Jesus was the Christ, that so sure that Jesus of Nazareth was the son of David, that he wasn't going to allow others to discourage him or get in the way. He stood firm in his faith. He didn't doubt, as James calls someone who doubts, a double-minded person tossed to and fro like a wave in the ocean. Deep in his heart, he was so sure and crying out for mercy from the one whose mercy endures forever. Just like those in Thessalonica, as Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians, for we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, you knew what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. It wasn't just hearing the word that changed these people in Thessalonica, but it was a deep conviction. It was by power they received this, that their hearts were changed and they fully trusted. If we struggle with faith and trusting in God for our righteousness, trusting that God alone is the one who saves, if we struggle that to live that way, and I'm sure some of us doubt our salvation even when we struggle with knowing that God is the one who saves, we can cry out to Christ saying, believe me, I, I believe Help my unbelief. We need to also seek out the truth in Scripture. We can't be discouraged by the world and what they're saying. We have to understand that if Christ be in us, then the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. We must fill our hearts with Scripture that we may not sin against him. We must build our confidence in the one who saves Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Although we do not see Christ, we do not see him with our own eyes, we believe. Although we only read about the resurrection to come, we have faith in that. We have faith in everything that Christ has done according to his scripture 
with assurance if indeed we do believe. We have a deep conviction of trusting in him. Even though Bartimaeus didn't see with his own eyes, he believed. This is just as Jesus said to Doubting Thomas, when Doubting Thomas said, I won't believe unless if I touch his hands and touch his side. And Jesus, when he presented himself to Thomas to show that he indeed was resurrected, he said in John 20, 29, Jesus said to them, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. We do not have a blind faith. We have an informed faith through scripture. We cannot be double-minded. We cannot be doubting or wishy-washy. But we must stand firm in the truth. And just like Bartimaeus did, we must cast off what hinders us. He rose up, he sprung up, and he threw his cloak off. And he ran to Jesus Romans 10:9 Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We must have a deep conviction. We must have a deep conviction of Christ Jesus being our savior. But that conviction brings commitment. Faith produces commitment. Let us look in the rest of the passage here in verses 51 through 52. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. We see that Bartimaeus walked according to what he believed. He cast away his, his garment, his, his cloak. He rose up and he came to Jesus. He sprung up. True faith results in action. And notice the difference. Earlier in this chapter, we see James and John being asked the same question. Jesus said, what can I do for you? And they asked to be to the left and the right of him. But Bartimaeus had the faith and knowing that Christ was the Savior to say, let me recover my sight. He was crying out for mercy. He was humble before the Lord, unlike James and John, who were looking for position, who were looking for exaltation of themselves. He humbled himself and cried out for mercy. We know that the just shall live by faith. When Paul, speaking about the gospel being the power of God unto salvation, he says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, The righteous shall live by faith. Jesus Christ is the revelation of God's righteousness. And by having faith in him, trusting in him, we live by faith and we're counted righteousness. 
counted righteous. Demonstrating our faith through our actions by trusting in God shows the fruit of true faith. We see all throughout Hebrews 11, from Abel to Abraham, all the way to the prophets, that they showed through their lives that they had faith in God. Abraham believed God, and it was counted righteousness towards him. Bartimaeus did not go his own way, but instead he followed Christ. He walked by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We go on trusting in God, not being concerned about the troubles of this world, but knowing that through everything and through all things, we can trust in God, that he will carry us through. And considering the cost of discipleship, Bartimaeus went from, instead of going and finding a career or going and living his life, he says, well, what has stopped me before was not having sight, but now I can see, so I'm going to go on and live my life. He didn't do that, but instead he followed after Christ. We see in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. He knew and recognized that his life is, is for Christ, not his own self. Just like Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live, I, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is quite different than the account we see in the same chapter in Mark 10 with the rich man asking Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What must I do to earn? And he continued on to talk about the, the law. And Jesus said, well, there's one thing you lack. Go sell all your things and follow me. And the man went away sorrowful because he, his God was money. His God was the world. He trusted in the things of this world. He trusted in what he knew and what he could see, what he could touch. And he went away sorrowful because he could not deny himself and trust in Christ alone. Abraham believed God and it was counted righteousness to him. Abraham picked up all of his possessions and went where God told him to go. Faith brings commitment. Faith brings action. Faith without works is dead. We must live a life who, trusting in God alone. We must know and we must have correct knowledge. We must trust in a, something that we know. It's not just enough to go to someone and say, well, believe in Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ has, is here to save you. He has died for you to save you. But knowing that alone isn't enough. You need to know why you need a Savior. You must have a broken and contrite heart, being like Bartimaeus, crying out for mercy, knowing that he is the one who can save. We must have a correct knowledge. And we must have deep conviction in our hearts. Not just having an awareness, but having a conviction in our hearts. And our actions must reflect that truth. Just as Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says that, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. So are we walking according to the truth? Are we walking according to the truth of the gospel, knowing that he alone, Jesus Christ alone, is righteous? Or are we still trying to earn our way to have favor with God? Are we trusting in our own abilities? Are we trusting in our own selves? Looking to find a position just like James and John, building yourself up? Or are we humbly coming to Christ, crying for mercy? A life in Christ starts with having faith in him. A life in Christ continues having faith in him. Do our lives reflect what we believe? Are we living by faith, trusting in God alone? Trusting in Christ alone? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for revealing yourself through Christ Jesus, showing yourself in your righteousness and your love for us by sending Christ Jesus that we may trust in him. Lord, I pray that you would put it deep in our hearts, the conviction and trust in you, that we can live by faith, that we can walk by faith in you not trusting in the things of this world, not being discouraged by the things of this world, not looking out merely for ourselves, but living a life committed to you. Pray these things in your name. Amen. We're going to close by singing Only Trust Him, hymn number 328 in your hymnals. Please stand.
Just a reminder, there's no evening service tonight. Um, there is no Kids for Truth on, on Wednesday, but we will be having um, Wednesday prayer, prayer meeting on Wednesday. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for... Uh, thank you for providing your word that we can come to know you and trust you. Lord, I pray that we would walk by faith and not by sight this week. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Have a great day and thank you for joining us.